And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a little this. It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Deanne Smith. I'm your host. You'll see how it works around here. The intros are usually pretty rambling, as this one will be. What do you need to know this week, you guys? My guest is Leland Beckman, who is absolutely amazing. Should I talk about how much I love this guy? I just love this guy. I don't even need to talk about it. You'll hear it during the podcast. And I believe that I proposed marriage to him multiple times. Uh, he didn't exactly say no. So that's something. I had a fringe show with this guy in Montreal in, in 2013 called Horrible Things. And it was so fun. You might have come to it. And if you didn't, you missed out. He has a band called Oral Turpitude. Google it. Google it. Oh, here's the thing. Sorry, did that seem aggressive? You can Google it or not Google it, but you should because he's very funny and his music is amazing and he has an amazing voice, which you're going to hear really soon. And guess what? If you are in Montreal this week on Thursday, January something something, I should definitely have a calendar in front of me and I don't. This is poor planning. Anyway, this Thursday, um, you can go to the Wiggle Room and, and see a show called The Dirty Show that Leland has put together and I'm on it. It is it is tagged as delightfully disgusting comedy, and it's gonna be sexual. Um, it starts at eight thirty at the Wiggle Room in Montreal. You should definitely go. It's gonna be super fun, and they have great cocktails there. It's gonna be very very fun. I never talk about upcoming shows, but maybe I should, huh? I'm. I, it's been pointed out to me this week that I am horrible at self promotion. But how about this? If you're in Montreal this week, you can also come see me at the Comedy Nest. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I will be headlining over there. It's a lot of fun. They have popcorn. What else do you need to know? Comedy and popcorn. Oh, and I'll do some new stories and jokes. Got a whole thing about a strip club that you're gonna love. Okay. Oh, this podcast was recorded at the end of October, and that was quite a while ago by now. Um, I was recently broken up with a girlfriend, which if you've been paying attention to the podcast is not a surprise to you. But I was in a slightly different place than I am now when we were talking about this. And Leland probably was as well. It'd be interesting to catch up with him now and see if he still feels the same way about everything. I hope you guys enjoy this one. It was a lot of fun. I genuinely love this man. Okay, I guess I would, <laughs> I would talk like this, I guess, a little bit. All right, I'll put you up a little bit. Yeah. Because we have very different voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I talk nor if I talk normally, it's usually like this. I guess. Okay, mm -hmm. I think we're doing all right. Okay. Okay. The question is: Yeah. Are relationships like drugs? Oh boy. <laughs> this was a question you posed to me about two minutes ago, mm -hmm. and I just glommed onto it, mm. took it in, and said, "Yes, this is what we're doing." So we can start this anywhere you'd like. Like, um, I guess the m I haven't done that many drugs. I don't know about you. <laughs> you seem like let's a let's list the drugs we've done. <laughs> okay. Let's start there. What drugs have you done? Uh, marijuana. Right. Um, acid. Okay. Uh, that, a couple times that was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, it was with uh, my good friend Joel, and he was my pot chief. He kind of got me into smoking doobie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know someone could be a pot chief, but I like it. You know, it's, some, it's someone who teaches you the way. Yeah. You know, how to roll and the etiquette. And I think it's an important role in someone's life. What is the etiquette? You know, you pass to the left. Uh, you take a couple. Pass to the left? I didn't know that. I've been in plenty of circles that pass to the right. Oh, well. That's just traditional, you know. It's pass to the left, pass, eh? Pass the duchy on the left hand side. Huh? Is that old song? <laughs> you know, puff puff pass. Yeah, part of puff puff pass. Yeah, so don't don't bogart the joint. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when this one time in Kingston, he got these these it was like plastic tabs of acid, and they just kind of dissolve on your tongue. Mm-hmm. And we tried it together, and it was daytime, and we started, we were just chilling out, and we just started thinking about how I was like a tree, and he was like, he, I was an earth stuff, and he was sea, oh, like water stuff. <laughs> just and two normal friends in Kingston. <laughs> the leaves started looking weird, and then we, we were on our bikes, so we took this long bike ride, and uh, we ended up like at this drug dealer's place and there was this little skinny guy like crouching in the corner <laughs> with like limp blonde hair and he looked like Gollum a little bit. How do you just end up at the drug dealer's place? Uh, we wanted to find some doobie. Okay. And then when we smoked the doobie, we were in my mom's garden and she, she had all these lovely flowers and they were like pulsating. and and But then by the end, we started you know you start getting a little paranoid that you're not being understood correctly and like you worry that your friend is misunderstanding you and is like taking things the wrong way and everything's getting very awkward and 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 that's that's part of it the whole trip i think yeah are relationships like drugs Good drugs, bad drugs. What are they doing? Do you want it? Well, there are, there are good and bad, right? There's recreational narcotics, but then there's also medicine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought recreational narcotics were the good ones. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh, the good ones. Right. And then there's... <laughs> yeah. And there's roofies. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bad ones. Uh, but no, I think relationships can be like good drugs or bad drugs. Like I've had relationships that are very healthy and like healing yes like know, a good drug you know like a medicine like uh, a medicine yeah that a doctor gives you but are they good the whole time like oh this is the greatest oh this is so healing i guess we should part ways thank god it was so healing see you later i'm a tree you be water <laughs> float away no like i've i for a period a short period of time i was on those um antidepressants the s the reuptake inhibitor things mm-hmm. SSRIs? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it felt great at first. I didn't feel great, but like it helped a lot at yeah. first. But by the end, I was just dead. <laughs> not feeling any emotions anymore. Like a relationship, like you're rela- saying. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to take myself off. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel with a relationship, your personality changes a little bit. Like, yeah, I can. I can. Like, like 
maybe you were evolved to a point now where you just have this strong personality that doesn't oh me deanne smith yeah not at all leland no 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 Like, I know with me, like, I'm different with my lady friend than I am with my, with like, in normal life, a little bit, you know. I want to hear more about Leland with his lady friend. That's oh, a Leland, I, yeah. Yeah. That's a Leland I'd like to know. <laughs> I, I'm nice. I'm, I'm a good guy, <laughs> I think. And I like to be thoughtful, you know. I wouldn't say that's so, so different from Leland in real life. Uh, maybe I treat you like a lady. <laughs> You've always been thoughtful with me and nice. Can you talk more about that a little bit? What I was thinking at first was mm-hmm. that, um, you know, different parts of your personality can kind of become heightened or dampened depending on who you're hanging out with. Right. So in right. a relationship, you might kind of crank up one side and turn down another. Yeah. With lady friends, I'll turn down the, the, crassness maybe a little bit mm-hmm. or like the dirty humor that I that I, I do with my friends or whatever or wouldn't there be can there there's a potential lady friend out there though that would love that humor I've, on I've, crassness maybe I think so I'd like to think so I don't like to think of you turning it down because you're so good at it I fart a lot around my lady <laughs> friends. Do you? Burp. Yeah. Okay, good. But I don't do that much in public. <laughs> so maybe I'm a little more free, you know, like a little more... In the sphincter relaxed. area. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> With my gases. <laughs> and that's something about drugs, too, is like it kind of sometimes... And with alcohol, it, it kind of releases your inhibitions. And so you can become more free and... Maybe more close, more, maybe closer to your true self, maybe. Huh. Your true personality can maybe emerge a little more with someone who you are very close to and you're, you, you, you've taken down those ba- barriers that you have with normal people, like everybody else. Yeah. And that person knows you very closely and you have a, you have a trust with them that you can, that you can be your real self. And I think maybe drugs and alcohol do that a little bit too. It, breaks down those barriers and you know if you're a jerk then if you drink you'll be a you'll that jerk will come out or Mm -hmm. you know you can only hide hide your jerkiness for so long in a relationship that's Mm going to come out too that's going to yeah yeah it's true let's talk about the addictive Mm -hmm. qualities of drugs and or relationships this metaphor has so much staying power. I know, it's true. Or how did we phrase the question? Maybe, guys, maybe it's a simile. Don't get on me about grammar. I think I said our relationship's like, whatever. Right. If it's like, then Do you think like how defensive I am? I'm so defensive with my listeners. They're just nice people. And I just picture them like, uh, it was a simile. No one's like that. What's wrong with me, Leland? Hi, everyone. You're great. Well, this goes out on the internet, and the internet is very judgy. Yeah, the internet is jerks. Yeah. <laughs> They're like in long-term relationships <laughs> on some fucking high-speed crank. Um, <laughs> I like that as like maybe just like the one line of a dating profile. Like I'm looking for a long-term relationship on high-speed crank. <laughs> this guy sounds perfect. Totally makes sense, but um, they're addictive. I I would I would agree with that. Like. You know, if you want to be with that person, uh, regular life is boring and you just want to get back in bed. I think the addiction 
has to do with the sex, I think. Here we go. We're finally there. You know. (laughs) It's nice to have lovin'. It is nice to have lovin'. Yeah. And, like, you don't want to give that up. You know, you... You, if you want to, if you break up with somebody, you're not going to have that loving anymore, uh, unless you're getting it from the from strangers or something. Oh, you were going to say from the street, from the street corner. <laughs> that is what you were saying. That's what I was unless saying. you're getting it from the street. And I realized that that was that was whores, <laughs> which I I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you don't want to give it up. You you're addicted to that. You get. Sex gives you that dopamine. Sure does, doesn't it? Right, you know, <laughs> that sense of closeness, like you're, you're like, you're like ecstasy or other drugs, like you like you get a rush from from that, and uh, I think that's I think that's what feeds the addiction. Like, but there's emotional addiction too. Like, what do you think about that, <sighs> Leland? <laughs> what do I think about anything? You know what? I won't give this away in the intro to this podcast, so I'll just say right now, so we all know that we're on the same page. You know, because yeah. I came into your house like this. Yeah. Leland, I don't know about the podcast today. Oh. Um, everyone, I'm going through a breakup. It's the worst thing in the world. Mm. So while all of this stuff is quite relevant to me and interesting, I don't, I, I'm, I'm too jumbled up right now to be like emotional addiction, whatever, whatever. If you're in a, if you have this long-term relationship... With a woman or a man or marijuana, <laughs> how can you just walk away all of a sudden and you never you never talk to them again? You know. Yeah. They're they've been a close part of you. You've gone through certain things in your life with them, and shouldn't they be your friend for the rest of your life? Like, I think so. I think that's ideal. Yeah. I th- yeah. Not everybody can pull it off. Yeah. I, I think it's. I could be wrong about this, mm-hmm. but I think it's more rare to. Pre- Deserve that friendship in heterosexual relationships oh, yeah. than in gay relationships, in part because the gay community is so small. Um, mm. I don't know, whatever it is. And then maybe especially lesbians because women are such emotional train wrecks. <laughs> 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 that was a big statement. I think what I mean is... Fucking chicks. Eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be crazy. <laughs> um, no, for whatever reason, like... I know a lot more lesbians that are friends with their exes than okay. straight people that are friends with their exes. So hmm. good for you for pulling it off. I'm, I mean, I'm in line with you. I feel like the ideal thing would be to take all the love and care and time and energy and everything that's gone in. If you're able to transform it into something else, mm-hmm. a different type of relationship down the line. Yeah. That is, I think that is the ideal. Yeah. We're we're talking about some very real things right now. I feel as though we've probably lost the drug metaphor at this point because I can't imagine how we would relate that back to drugs. Not that we need to, but just for fun, <laughs> just as a fun mental exercise. Yeah, sure. Like uh, you know, with heroin, <laughs> they say you can never really give that up. Even yeah. If, even if you if they switch you over to methadone, yeah, you're still on that methadone for the rest of your life. Like, there's no cure for that addiction. And so you become a functioning addict. So even if you maintain that addiction, yeah, you can still deal with it, deal with regular life, and function as a normal person <gasps> by main. I don't know. I think you did great. I was like, look at you making connections, <laughs> making things happen. So where do you stand with this girl now? You're like, it's fine. You're friends. How did you pull that off? We still talk a lot, and like, I don't know. I just we kept. 
just keep communicating, kept communicating, still communicating, I think. There was never a period of no communication? Right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure that's healthy. It might not be. And like, it's not, I'm not really trying to find other ladies now. So maybe like, I don't feel the urge to go find another lady because. You don't want any methadone when your heroin's right there. I know, exactly. So. Is this breakup going to stick? Now I'm full of new questions. <laughs> new, deeper, weirder questions for Leland. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Like, drugs are hard to kick. <laughs> like, I, sometimes I try to stop smoking doobie so much. What's your rate? What's your doobie habit? You're the, oh, by the way, you're the only one I know that says doobie, but you really pull it off. Oh, really? I love it. It's not pretentious or something? No, it's perfect for you. Okay. Say it again. Oh, uh, doobie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. I th- weekly. You know, maybe more than once a week. That's not so much. But not daily. Okay. I say that's fine. Right? I mean, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. I thought you were going to be like, eh, like three, four a day. No, no. Like, I, you do often tell me how relaxed I seem. <laughs> yeah. The, the alternate question for this podcast, just so you all know, was that I was just going to ask Leland, like, how can I be more chill? Because <laughs> Leland is so chill, you guys. I, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big person. I'm 6'3 and about 300 pounds. And if I move around too much, people get hurt. <laughs> I never thought about that. I learned that as a, as a as a young person that like I have to control my movements more and be more relaxed because if I'm spazzy, then I'm gonna hurt. I'm, someone's gonna go on the ground and get hurt. You know. That's really touching and interesting. But like, that's a way that you think about yourself. Well, that's one reason I think that maybe I've become I've stayed I stayed chill. Maybe like. You don't want to hurt anybody. No. Oh, you're just a gentle giant. You know? (laughs) Just a tree, just a big old tree. And I think maybe part of it is like I don't want to get, I don't like myself when I get too hyper and excited and so I keep myself in check maybe and that's part of it. Oh, wow. But I think maybe that's why Doobie is a good fit for me because it definitely chills you out and... Like I've been with women who are very high strung and and they give me sort of anxiety and I f- it's like maybe they're more like a cocaine where I and I, I I match their energy level and I don't like myself at that at that level so I kind of like a woman who's more relaxed and uh, a relationship that isn't all about drama yeah it's about chilling out and and uh, that's another way that. Like See, <laughs> I thought that you would say, well, I guess because it's what I want. <laughs> so yeah. I thought you would say like, been with these high strung women and then I just chill them out, man. Oh, yeah. I'm like, they're doobie. <laughs> and they just wrap up in my loving arms and chill out. I I do have a balming effect yeah. on people who are high strung, I think. Like, um, but I think part of it is I take on their anxiety on myself maybe and... I don't know, like, that's not that's not always good to do. Yeah. Well, one thing you've always done for me yeah. is just provided an example oh. 
a quiet example mm-hmm. of another way of being. Okay. Which, like, you know, we did a show together. I'll probably talk about that in the intro. Mm. And as we're planning the show, like, mm. I just remember certain times where I might come with this energy of like, okay, and then blah, blah, blah. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And whatever. <laughs> and it's like you just had a totally other way of approaching things that was just really calm and not freaking out. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a possible way of approaching this too. Just not freaking out. <laughs> I Yeah, like I remember you saying stuff like that. And I was like, well, I'm like, what do you have to worry about? <laughs> <laughs> you, you do this like for a living basically. And- yeah, I don't know. I'm just always worried about something. Maybe that's why you've had success is that you're... <laughs> that's a very generous thing to say. <laughs> I was just thinking if I was the drug in the relationship, mm-hmm. I mean, I for sure. Oh, I think to my girlfriends, I would have to be like some kind of speed or cocaine or uh, what makes you just crazy? <laughs> what drives you crazy? Crystal meth? Maybe. Or... Maybe some crystal meth. They're just digging holes in the front yard for no reason. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought of it in that way like what drug what drug are we and what like i th- I was thinking like oh the, the the other person is the drug and i'm a, but yeah what drug am i i guess maybe maybe i am the doobie yeah. i think you are the doobie mm. <laughs> <laughs> i get i'm a bit quiet i don't talk as much as people want me to sometimes mm-hmm. as, a, as a woman in a relationship wants me to talk more maybe and be more expressive and marijuana is not like that it's like it's like relaxed and after a while it makes you a little para- uh, paranoid <laughs> why isn't he talking to me what's wrong what's going on in his head <laughs> after a while it makes you a little paranoid yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. are you looking for an ideal drug slash relationship like I really want to have a family and have children. Like I think I'd be a good dad, and I, that's what I want in life, really. And I want to have a fulfilling life. And, and all the movies say you have to have a <laughs> be in a relationship. <laughs> I mean, if we can't trust the movies, Leland, who can we trust? All the movies say. All the movies say. You know. Um, oh, but I, I want to find a partner and. And that's, it's tough to do. Is it a drug? Will she be a drug? Maybe she's just like vitamin D. Just keeping things sunny. Yeah. Like you don't want to be on drugs all your life. You don't want to be on medicine all your life. You want to try to get to a a level place where you don't need those outside influences. So maybe... I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure if this analogy is holding. <laughs> I think I'm pushing it when I don't need to. I think I'm pushing it. But no, it's a good point. Like, what do you do? How do you get off the drugs? Just celibacy for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, the drug for you is sex. Really, that's the drug, right? It's it's definitely a big part of it. And like, you can just go for a weekend and just have a little love in, you know? And yeah. You know, you can you. That's the other point I wanted to bring up about the relationships being drugs is it's escapism. You can just escape from the regular world into this little snuggle pile. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have to leave the apartment. You can just make pancakes and, and stay in bed all weekend, you know, and watch movies. That sounds perfect. I think a lot of people want that. Right? 
That's not a bad thing to want. But like you can't escape life forever. You have to engage life as well. And Unless you set up a live webcam. Right. Snugglepile.ca. <laughs> .ca. And that's how you earn your living. Uh-huh. People subscribe to snugglepile.ca <laughs> and they just watch you snuggle and eat pancakes. <laughs> I just solved your life. Wow. <laughs> I knew we had. <laughs> I, knew, I knew there was a reason I was doing this podcast. Why did he go for the CA? Why isn't he trying to reach a <laughs> bigger audience? He's real proud of being Canadian. Snugglepile.ca pancakes sponsored by... <laughs> Um, the, Mima, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maple syrup company. <laughs> and maybe sometimes you can bring those pancakes into bed with you and charge extra. Incorporate them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's snugglepile.ca slash <laughs> hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you pay enough money, <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get the private key to the. Hotcake party. Yeah. Um, you want? You were talking about relationships being like escapism. Yeah. And I just jumped in like, yeah, why not? It's greatest. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I feel like you were trying to make a larger point. No, that's about it. Like, uh, drugs are definitely escape. Mm-hmm. Like you, you do drugs to turn off. You world. can. Can I tell you something though? Sure. Um, just last night, in fact, mm-hmm. I went home. Smoked a doobie. Nice. <laughs> I can't pull it off. Smoked a doobie. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and, uh, with the intention of turning off, right? Oh, okay. Like, well, I just want to get out of here. Right. Um, smoke a doobie, watch some Netflix, mm-hmm. hang out, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. I like it kicked kicked off thoughts in my brain, and then I found myself. This is actually this is super gay now that I'm saying it, <laughs> but I just found myself like journaling about stuff and my feelings and and it was actually helpful. Mm. So it wasn't. I didn't just escape. I actually kind of dug into something for a minute, mm. which today in the sober light of day still resonates and was actually kind of useful. Okay. So I don't know what that's all about. Certain drugs can maybe not be escapism. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They can be both. Like so can a relationship. You can use a relationship to escape. Sometimes, but you can also, it's sometimes good to have a partner to be, like, go to a party with a partner, and now you're a team. You don't have to face this party by yourself. You you can be a, a team against the world together, and you're, and you're, it can be a helpful tool, you know? I know this question is coming out of nowhere, but will you marry me? <laughs> Leland, you sure. just sound so perfect. Oh. A team against the world? That's all I want to. Right? I just want to be a team against the world. Yeah, and like someone, you know, someone you know is, has your back. I think that's, I think that's a good part of having a relationship. Also, you know, you can come home and you expect that you're just going to lie around and watch Netflix. But maybe they're engaging you and you're, you didn't expect to talk about stuff, but now it's time to talk about you and have, and cry and like work through some stuff that you didn't expect to. And that kind of sounds like your doobie experience last night as well. Yeah, maybe. But you were saying, yeah, drugs are escapism, relationships are escapism, maybe. But they can be helpful too. But. Sometimes in those cases where she's like, oh, let's talk and work through stuff, slip her a Mickey. <laughs> she falls asleep. Right. Drugs took care of the relationship. You watch Netflix. It's all good. 
Yeah, and I, I never want to have those thought <laughs> conversations. What's a Mickey? It's does it make people fall asleep? I think so. Okay, <laughs> it goes well with slip, yeah. slipper, and Mickey. Um, like I never want to have those conversations, but I'm trying to force myself to now because it is good. It is helpful. Sometimes you have to, for sure. Yeah. A common issue in lesbian relationships mm-hmm. is that those relation those those talks don't stop. Okay. Because you have two people that are like, you know, emotionally connected and want to process things and want to talk through things. And it's like, oh, my God, please shut up. At some point, someone needs to stop talking. I'm learning so much. (laughs) And so are gay, male gay relationships the opposite where no one talks? I think they just fuck and they're happy. That's how I picture them. I'm sure I'm wrong. I think they bang it out. That's how I picture it. I picture them just banging it out. <laughs> Lesbians talking like crazy. Yeah. Straight people, some mix of the two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm learning even more. <laughs> yeah. Drugs are expensive. Uh, they cost money. Yeah, relationships can cost can quite cost. a bit as well. Yeah. Um, like um, financially and emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's nice to buy, and you want to buy them gifts or dinner, stuff like that. Like, although I'm rich enough now that I don't really have to worry about. That's, that's, <laughs> that's basically why I got into computer programming is so I could afford Doobie, doobies and bitches. <laughs> Live the thug life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got into computer programming to live the thug life. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of other things that drugs are like relationships. We've covered a lot of. We've covered a lot of it. I think. We covered a lot of stuff. Um, they at at the end of the trip, you could feel kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> either one. Yeah, if it like if a whole relationship is like one drug trip, it definitely goes through phases. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You talked about it before, and I was like, "There's a euphoria at the beginning, or maybe like." Uh, <laughs> That's just if you're me and you're anxious about everything all the time. <laughs> like mush- mushrooms give you that little gut rot at first. You yeah, know? like like oh something's something's coming, but then there's that period of euphoria. The honeymoon period is like you're happy and there's nothing can get you down, and then just by the end you're just tired. <laughs> <laughs> and just drained and just emotionally drained. Yeah. sometimes it takes drugs to get you off drugs i found for example mm. like if i and i listen i only did acid once you guys i will not do it again but that that experience included and cocaine or mushrooms like i always want pot after that like oh, for yeah. the come down there's a moment where it's like you're in this really uncomfortable between worlds kind of mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. and pot can help ease the transition um, as a horrible analogy, sometimes you need a relationship to get you off a different relationship. <laughs> sometimes like a, a rebound. Sometimes you need a little something to just make yeah. the make it easier. Yeah, those ones are always a little awkward, though. Like this, that's different. Yeah, it's different. Uh, something that I've all that I say every single time that I, not not that I haven't done it for years, but with mushrooms, for instance, every time I'm like I like during I say I'm going to do this every day. This is amazing. Yeah, right? Yeah. I feel great. <laughs> Why don't I do this every single day? And then by, at the end, I'm like, I am never going to do this again. 
And uh, relationships could be like that. Too. Yeah. yeah. What about sex with an ex? Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess that's like if you've gone through rehab and it's you you you, you see it on you see it again. You see that little stash you had. Should you dip back into that addiction? And if it feels really nice. You miss it, and it feels so comfortable, you know? But So you put your penis in it. Wait a minute, where are we right now in the analogy? <laughs> so you smear the drugs all over your genitals. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> but in that, in that case, is it like, okay, then when that period is over, you're going to have to go back to rehab? That's what I'm starting to think, yeah. Like, but it's not ever a good thing? That once you've been to rehab, once you've been addicted to the drug, you've yeah. gone through rehab. Yeah. I mean, is there a way to just casually hang out with the drug after that? Not with drugs and alcohol, like all the movies tell me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> According to the movies. <laughs> that alcoholic, he cannot have another drink or else he'll be back back in the danger zone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember that song in the danger zone. Do you know how that goes? Highway to the danger, danger zone. zone. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's worth it. Like at the time, like may, maybe you're just in. A, you're so sad and lonely that, like, the world is better off if you're if you're not that angry, bad person. <laughs> You need to be happy again for a little bit so that you don't kill people, you know, or you don't like, I don't know, when I find, when I get to a certain point, I'm like, I find myself on the metro and I'm just like, I don't even, I just walk right up, like if people are in my way, I just walk through them and I become that person I don't want to be where I'm, <laughs> I'm too big, I'm going to hurt people. <laughs> I forget, you know, but with sex and like... I don't know if it's the sex as much I, I, I'm addicted to as much as the intimacy. Yeah. Like, that's what, that's the real drug, I think. Sex, you know, it only lasts so long. Like It's like, you know, it doesn't, but you can have intimacy for the whole day. You know, you can be intimate together and just close or sitting on each other or snuggling or whatever. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. And I'll also say that if it becomes uncomfortable, yeah. it, we don't have to include it in the actual podcast. Okay. But so what is not working out with this girl? It sounds like it sounds like it could or you want it to or something. I think we kind of make each other a bit crazy and like our, I don't know, it's like our personalities when we, when we're together they change a bit and i'm making her super stressed out and 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 that's making me stressed out and our personalities change mm. and then when we're broken up we can we, that pressure is off i think so i think i put a pressure on myself like is this the woman i want to marry and have children with yes and like is this do i want this to be forever and I have to choose because otherwise, I'm I'm 33, uh, I'll be 34 in a couple months, and it's time to start 
settling down and have children. Like, if I don't have kids soon, then they're going to come out with Down syndrome or something. And, like, like um, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to just be selfish and wasting her time. Mm -hmm. um, by just, by just holding on to something that I don't know if I want forever and, and so I, I think I put that pressure on myself and on, on the relationship and then I kind of, and I'm thinking about that and then I'm not talking about it as much and, and then, then she senses that and goes, gets crazy and then lashes out at me and I go crazy and when we're broken up, it's that pressure's gone and, uh, you know, we can just have normal conversations and yeah. we're back to our, we're back to the people that we fell in love with originally but i mean that makes a lot of sense to me everything that you just said yeah but when you're hanging out in that way now yeah and you still want you still want a wife and a family and you want to settle down yeah maybe you're pre preventing yourself from finding that person i know and i should probably take a break maybe or i don't know the holiday season's coming up. It's all cozy now. It's yeah. real hard, Leland. Yeah, and like, this is my time to shine. When it gets cold, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is your time to shine. Yeah, like, that's my main selling point. Is yeah, I'll keep I'll keep a bitch warm. <laughs> 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 you kept saying bitch. So I, yeah. <laughs> I know, I this also that's like ultimately such a gentle sentiment. That's what I really appreciate about it too. I'll keep a bitch warm. You know, I've got a big belly and it fits very nicely in the small of the back, and uh, big strong arms and like um, I come in handy. <laughs> And who's handy? <laughs> that was a that was a goof noise that I just made a dumb joke. Oh. You didn't even pick up on the dumb joke. You gotta get some like wacky sound effects <laughs> I should, in this yeah, little I, machine. Here. Absolutely. I wish I had like a slide whistle. <laughs> um and like th that's the reason why we parted is because I wanna move on and now maybe I'm not maybe I'm not moving on. Like, yeah so maybe yeah i've been like not moving on for almost a full calendar year and, like i finally yeah. just like called it with my girlfriend i'm like this has gotta i yeah. think we gotta end and the only way i'm gonna be able to do it is just get the fuck out of town i couldn't stay i can see how hard it is is what i'm saying i'm yeah. trying to relate to you well, it's got to be even tougher when you live together. And like, oh, yeah, it's a bit tricky right now. Yeah. <laughs> but there's just there's just one month, you know. Mm -hmm. There's this one month that we're paying rent and whatever. But like, but you've known for about a year that it's not going to work out. Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been like, like, and like, do you? That's that's what I don't want to. Let me just also say, I don't want to yeah. like. Um, it's the word disparage. I don't want to talk badly about yeah. my girlfriend or anything but but she knows that that as well there's no big okay. revelations here but yeah it's been like when i really think back and i'm like wow that's a long time to like not have made a decision but it's in part because all the good things are still good you know yeah. the good things are really good and we're in love but it it comes down to kind of that idea of a future i think and yeah yeah getting clear on what you really want 
do you want children? Or? I'm I'm open to the idea. I'm not yeah. I'm not um I'm not plagued by it like you know where I like absolutely need to get on that track yeah. and find someone like if if I got together with someone that wanted kids, mm-hmm. I could definitely consider it. Is it weird to not I mean, I'm just kind of open to the possibility. Yeah. And I'm comfortable with um letting it go if that's what happens. Mm. I'd imagine like lesbian couples are like any other couple that they have that biological clock ticks and do do gay couples want kids as much as straight couples do? Oh or? gosh, I don't know. I think it really depends on the person and yeah. the couple. Yeah. You know what I really want though? Let's get I'm learning to know what I want mm-hmm. and then like say it. Um what I would really like to do, and I'm probably at least a decade off of this, but I'd like to be really stable enough to like adopt older foster kids, mm. like people that are in the foster care system. Yeah. But I mean, like old, like because they they fall through the cracks. Yeah, and yeah. that maybe thought that they were never going to have a home and a family, yeah. and then be like, you can come to my my home and be a part of my family. Yeah. Like, let's always do Christmases. I'll put you through college. Let's hang out. <laughs> I think that could be really cool. Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. I'm assuming that could, whatever they're probably going to be fucked up. <laughs> I got I got a little personal growth to do before I can take any like severely fucked up people under my tiny wing. Yeah, you'd have to be a mentor and You want to be pretty solid, I solid, think. Solid, yeah. Solid like a tree. You could do it. Let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get married and have a 10-year-old. <laughs> uh but like like a question I had when you were talking about being like a year like like, do you talk about that when when you're having doubts? Mm-hmm. Do you keep it inside, or do you let, or do you talk about it? And like, once you talk about it, is it is it over right then? You mean once you talk about the doubts? Yeah. Well, we did talk about it. Yeah. We talked about things for a while. Yeah. Um. Because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, I think it's what you're supposed to do. It's helpful, at least. Yeah. I think there's such a thing as talking about about it too much or there's such mm. such a thing as sharing too much maybe sometimes mm. like you might be having just like a regular normal doubt they should just like keep to yourself or talk about with your friends and then yeah. like pass through it and then right. you know two months later you're like oh i'm not really having that problem anymore and then you haven't like yeah. um introduced that doubt to your partner yeah i think i was doing that and that was that was she could she was very what's the word uh can see into my brain and see what's going on very perceptive yeah and it was driving her crazy that i wouldn't wasn't talking about something hmm. like that so but like i felt like once i once it's out then that's the beginning of the end you know i well not necessarily i mean i feel like and one thing that my girlfriend's really good at um ex-girlfriend ah, it's all so new <laughs> um there, there's a way to communicate and i think for me at least a really ideal partnership is one in which you can express something and the other mm. person doesn't necessarily take it personally yeah. um but just understands that it's something you're going through yeah. and sometimes sometimes expressing your doubts and insecurities whatever they are you can kind of talk through them and you feel better yeah and you can it can heal your doubts yeah, yeah. Uh. And like maybe that's with a, and a drug addiction too. I love you coming right back to it. You are on top of this. <laughs> it's like once you have that that talk with someone's like you might have a problem, then it's on your mind. And now like 
now I think if I'm reaching for that doobie pipe, do I have a problem? Like, should I be smoking on a Monday? Like, I have to work tomorrow. And then maybe that's your first step toward, like, eventually quitting, uh, giving it up. Is But until then, you, you're, your doubts, are, you, you've suppressed your doubts and until someone, until you have that talk. We're going to have to wrap it up. I think what we're coming to is, mm-hmm. um, everyone out there, get off your drugs right. and communicate with your partner if you have one. Yeah. If you don't have one, uh, good luck to you. It's uh, not easy and we're all essentially going to die alone. So, <laughs> smoke more drugs? I don't know where we're, I don't know where we ended up. Maybe, maybe the answer <laughs> is do drugs with your lover. Oh, that's the best. Two drugs together and then you're combining it all. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Guys, if you're out there mm-hmm. and you have drugs and lovers, get them all in a mix. Have you been watching The Nick by any chance? No, what is The Nick? <laughs> it's a a TV show with uh, Clive Owen. Uh-huh. And he's a doctor in 1900 New York. Like 19, uh, the year 1900. Yeah. He's a surgeon and he's hooked, he's, uh, he's addicted to cocaine, like liquid injecting cocaine oh wow and like he has sex with a woman and like he'll rub it on his penis and fuck her and like rub it on her cooch does she know that there's drugs involved i thought it'd be great if she didn't know and she's just like this man is magic (laughs) he's got a magic numbing penis it makes me feel so good so guys go get your liquid cocaine set up your live stream (laughs) (laughs) www (laughs) what was it Drug snuggler. <laughs> Drug snuggler. Ca slash hotcakes. Beautiful. All right. Thank you, Leland. Uh, what about the learn a thing? Oh yeah, we will do it. I was gonna okay. pause and then do it. Okay. Um, You'll have to edit, I guess. Or we'll just do it. Okay. We'll just do it from here. Do you teach uh, me something? Oh. No, you're gonna teach us something. We can just keep recording. But let me say this, and we'll we'll do it in a minute. Is there's no um. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Okay. I'll edit some of it. There's um, there's no theme yet for learn a thing. Okay. So if we could improvise the theme right now. Okay. <laughs> or you could improvise the theme. Oh, like a theme song. You know, yeah, because essentially, like, eventually, I wanted to be like, you know, learn a thing, whatever, however it goes. Okay. But if you want to, um, can you can you take it away? Let's do a barbershop quartet. I also. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Wait, what? I would be a high part, I guess. Okay, yeah. You go. Learn a thing. Okay, you point at me when I need to do that. Learn a thing. <laughs> I tried. I'm the worst at singing when other people are singing. Learn a thing. Now it's time for learn a thing. Leland, what are you going to teach us this week? Well, I thought about it when you told me a couple hours ago that I would should teach something. Yeah. I decided to teach you calculus. In two minutes? Less than two minutes? Yeah. Okay. Did you ever take calculus? I did. I did not enjoy it. Okay. So you probably know the basics anyway, but uh, for me, it, it was a moment when I, when I understood it was that like calculus is about derivatives. Okay. All a derivative is is the rate of change. And so if you have if you're in a car and you're driving a distance, the rate of change is the speed. 
the velocity. And so, like, if you draw, and so, like, that's the first derivative. And the second derivative is the rate of change of the speed. And that's all calculus is, is just measuring the rate of change. And if you draw your speed as, as a curve on a, on a graph, you draw a line that, that just meets one point on that curve, then that's that point right there. That's, that's your rate of change at that, that point. That's your, you can get, get your acceleration right there. I feel so confused, Leland. Yeah, I'm, this isn't. This was not the right one to pick. <laughs> and hopefully, now you know calculus. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it, you guys. That's Leland. How lovely is he? And his voice. Mm, his voice. I wish I could do it, but I can't. Oh, he's a big bear of a man, and um. You should just, you know, Google him. How about some quick thank yous before we have to go? Thank you to Paula Flalo, who runs this podcast network. Thank you to Mike Carozza, who's made the music that you're listening to and that you listened to at the beginning of the podcast. Thank you to Charlie Sneaker, that made the lovely little picture associated with the podcast. Thank you to all of you guys for listening. If you like the, this podcast, you might like other ones on the network. So check out normal... Check out nomoradio.com. You can also email me at deanne at nomoradio.com. You can and you should. Why don't you answer the question for me? Are relationships like drugs? What do you think? Where do you stand? Email me. Just email me anyway. Tell me what's going on. Bye, guys. Bye.